Hey listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where you will receive solid inspiration and prayer that will set you up for a solid weekend. And get this, y'all, an even better week. Listen, I get it. It's Saturday. It's the weekend. But I want to assure you that whether you're in bed or exercising or even running errands, if you tuned into this podcast, then there is a word for you. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right, so today's episode is entitled Motives of the Heart. Now, I know that I speak on purpose and identity a lot. And the reason why is because I have a lot of experience in these things. I know the ins, I know the outs, and I know the processes of these topics personally. So naturally, I'm very, very passionate about them because I know them. In saying that, I know because I experienced it, But I know that it's very possible that you can operate in your purpose and in your identity while having the wrong motives. You can know what you were created to do, yet you can have the wrong motives while doing it. And I know that this is not something that is talked about often, because oftentimes when we operate in our purpose and we know our identity, we just have this pretty picture of everything just being right, even our motives. But sometimes that can be tainted and perverted if we are not careful. The Lord checked me personally one day by asking me, what are your motives? Hmm. What are your motives? Now, like I said, we all have a pretty picture of ourselves. I had a pretty picture of myself. So my first response naturally was denial. Actually, I don't even think that denial is a response. I don't think that it's a response. It's a reflex because depending on the intensity or the level of the question, sometimes a response requires time. You have to give responses, proper responses, time. But when asked the question that questions your integrity or your character, we often go into defense mode and our response is more of a reflex not a response because we're trying to defend ourselves. when truth of the matter is, is that God already knows the truth. So really we're not defending ourselves. We're fooling ourselves because God is asking us just to make us aware of it. He's trying to get our attention. Why? Because it's time to mature. It's time to grow up. It's time y'all to level up. Many of you want to level up. You've been praying for a level up. You've been praying for new opportunities. But how are you responding to God when he wants your attention? So when he asked me what my motives were, my reflex was, God, what do you mean? My motives are to build your kingdom. I mean, I think that's what any of us would have said because we know that's the right thing to do. But where is our heart on the issue? So as a result, God was silent. Why was he silent? Because he knew the truth. He was just trying to get my attention. And what I've learned is that his silence really means, really, daughter? (laughs) Really, son? (laughs) And I have to agree with him. Really? I mean, why would God ask if he didn't see anything in our hearts? I'm going to just leave that right there. Why would God ask us anything about ourselves If he didn't already see something in our hearts, we question God like he doesn't know, but he's asking because something is there. It's a fact. And he says it's time to address it. It's time to be healed from it. 
We have been walking around with these things for too long. And God is waiting for you to be honest so that you can address it. How can you decree moving to the next level when your heart is not ready for it? How can you decree moving to the next level in your life? when your heart is not ready for it. And the thing is, is that the longer that you ignore the question that God asks you about your heart, the harder it's gonna become to dwell in that new season, new level, because you have not taken responsibility of the issues or the condition of your heart. If God releases a new level or season to you while your heart isn't right, then you're going to drown. And that's why he doesn't release new seasons when our hearts are not in the position to endure those new seasons. Yes, the new seasons may be full of abundance and all these things, but your heart won't be able to endure it because it's not conditioned to endure it because you haven't dealt with the things in the previous seasons that have perverted or tainted your heart. So if God released the new season in your life and your heart isn't right, then you will eventually forfeit your new season. I know that's tough, y'all, but I'm releasing truth today because why? The truth shall set you free. If your heart is not conditioned to endure the new season, then you will eventually forfeit your new season. So what I'm saying is, is that you have prophecies hovering over your life. And sometimes when your heart is not in the right place, it wasn't that the prophet was wrong. It was that you didn't do your due diligence to get your heart right so that you'll be able to flourish and thrive in that season. You found yourself only surviving because your heart isn't right. And unfortunately, I see people do this all of the time. I mean, to be honest, I've done it. I thought I was ready, but there was something in my heart that eventually surfaced in my new season and forfeited it all. I don't know if there's a greater shame, but what I experienced, there's no greater shame than to find yourself in a new season. And because you didn't do what you needed to do to be ready, you had to forfeit it. Whew. That's some pain, y'all, because you have to let it go because you're not ready. And only if you had listened beforehand, you would have been ready. So you have all these other feelings that come along with the forfeit. You have regret. You have resentment. You have bitterness. You have unforgiveness of yourself. You may even have confusion because people on the outside are responding correctly to where you're at. But because you have this false image of yourself, you're confused on why they're acting the way they are acting. The Bible says that we ought not to think more highly of ourselves than we are. We should always have a spirit of humility. So I responded, what do you mean, God? And that is such an inappropriate response to the creator of the universe. Come on, y'all. I know I'm not the only one that responded like that because pride will make you respond like that. Pride shapes our thinking which causes us to respond foolishly. (laughs) When you read the book of Proverbs, it describes the foolish person and that foolish person acts that way because of pride. So that was so inappropriate for me to say, Lord, what do you mean? I mean, he's the creator of the universe. But like I said before, that response was a result of a trigger going off on the inside of me. And here's what I mean by that. I used to lie a lot. 
I used to be a liar. I mean, I lied because it was a fear that people would see me being less than perfect. It's real, y'all. A lot of people won't admit this, but there are a lot of people who struggle with this. They lie because they are afraid of people seeing them being less than perfect. Especially when you are seen and praised as a strong individual, you want to protect your strength by not showing your weakness to anyone, including God. Whew. That's a tough place. And that's a dangerous place because when you attempt to hide your weakness from God, which you really aren't hiding because he knows the intent of our hearts and he knows the whole truth about us. But when you attempt to hide it, then you block yourself from walking in power. Why? Because God said to Paul, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Think about it. Did Paul really need to write about his weakness? Did he need to write about the thorn in his flesh? I mean, why did he write about it? Because human nature is a mess. Our flesh is a mess. From the beginning of time, we have been trying to hide what we consider to be weak. It's our carnal reflex to hide when we see or sense a weakness in our life. But God is like, no, when you sense or become aware of a weakness, he wants you to bring it to him. Why? Because he wants to use it for his glory. He wants to move through our weakness. God wants us to be vulnerable enough with him so that he can use us completely. We sing the song all the time. I give myself away so that you can use me. We, I can even go back to Milton Bronson when he said, I'm available to you. We sing it and I believe that we really mean it. But do you know what's required to be used completely by God? Do you know what's required to live a life of total surrendering? What's required is that you submit everything to God, even your weakness. You cannot hide your weakness from God and expect to be used by him. The church don't see miracles like we should because the church is not vulnerable. We operate in filters so much in our daily life that we bring those filters into our relationship with God. I mean, what's the point? What's the point of bringing these filters into our relationship with God when he already knows the truth? And until you become comfortable with operating in your truth, you will continue to hit that brick wall. I'm just being real, y'all. What's in your heart? So I used to lie. Let's go back to that. So I used to lie. And although I had been delivered from lying, I had not been healed from lying. Do y'all know that there's trauma linked to lying? Yes, there is trauma linked to lying. I had not forgiven myself. So whenever people questioned my motives, it triggered me where I felt like I had to defend and protect myself. There is trauma linked and connected to lying. So I hadn't been healed from lying. I'd stopped lying, but I felt like I still had to prove myself. I felt like I still had to defend and protect myself from being hurt because of the trauma that I, I didn't allow God to heal me from. I was so defensive, y'all. And truth is, yes, I was being as honest as I knew how. But even in our honesty, there are places that still need to be addressed. And that's where transparency comes in. Pride blocks transparency and therefore it blocks your healing. I'm going to say that again. Pride blocks transparency and therefore it blocks your healing. If you're too prideful to settle down and be transparent, then you're going to delay your healing. 
You can't be healed of what you refuse to see. Now, I want y'all to realize that I said what you refuse to see. I didn't say what you can't see. It's what you refuse to see because you're able to see it being that God revealed it. You just refuse to see it being that God addressed it. You can see it, but you refuse to see it because it is not pretty. If you want to be healed, then you need to kill the pride, tear down the defense mechanisms and check the motives of your heart. God asks us about our motives as a lifeline to us. God wants us to live the abundant life and your abundant life is connected to your humility. It's connected to your honesty. It's connected to your transparency. Abundance comes from a place of freedom. People who aren't free, they hide. God wants you to be free from things that hold you back from living the abundant life. Things that hold you back from really building the kingdom of God. You cannot motivate when your motives aren't right. Hallelujah. You cannot motivate when your motives aren't right. I know you want to build God's kingdom. I know you want to be powerful. I know you want to change lives. And God wants that for you too. Which is why he is asking, what are your motives? Is it for likes? Is it for recognition? Is it for fame? Is it for your spouse or for a spouse? Is it for money? Is it for status? Is it for friends? Is it for love? Is it for acceptance? What is your motive? Your number one motive should be because of God. I do what I do because of God. I do what I do because God wants me to do it. I do what I do because I'm being obedient to God. I'm being obedient to the one who gave me purpose. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for him seeing me before I was in my mother's womb and saying that I was fit to do this. What I do is for God. And if that's not your answer, then that's okay. Ask God to cleanse you. Ask him to wash your heart. Ask him to clear away the clutter that taints your motives. And after you ask him that, then you need to commit to the healing process. A lot of us just stop at asking him, but we don't commit. When you ask God for something, be ready to commit to the process that comes after it. You must commit to the days ahead when God takes you through the cleansing process. It's necessary, y'all. There will be things that will trigger you during this process. But be so anchored in God that you don't respond by reflex, but instead you respond with a genuine response. There is healing in our responses. Why is there healing in our responses? Because the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. When you respond genuinely, it can release life into your life. It can release life into your environment, your surroundings, your situation, and even in your family. To go through this process, you're going to have to live a life of sacrifice. That's the life that we were called to live, y'all. And that's the life that leads to abundance. So right now, I want to pray with you because I, I feel the presence of God. And as he's working on your heart, because I feel that there's a lot of repentance that's going on even now, as you re are reminded of the times that God asked you what your motives are, and now the light is coming on as to why you're not making progress, because you never addressed the question in a genuine way and allowed God to cleanse you. 
So I want to go ahead and pray in this atmosphere. And I want you to keep your heart genuine so that you can receive this prayer and God can continue to heal you. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time that we were able to spend together in your presence. You are such a kind God. You are so merciful to us. And God, we worship you in this moment. We worship you because you loved us enough, God, to give us this message that will allow us to walk in healing and the fullness of your glory so that men and women can come to you and that we can move genuinely in our purpose and our calling. Father, I thank you that you are the great deliverer. You are our healer. And right now, Father, I pray that you come in and touch the hearts of all who are listening right now. Father, I pray that you would remove the spirit of haughtiness and the spirit of pride from the hearts of your sons and your daughters. Father, I pray that you would remove the spirit of fear and the spirit of terror from the hearts of your sons and your daughters. Purify them, God. Wash them and make them whole as only you can do. I pray, God, that you remove the deception of the enemy, the lies that the enemy is telling your sons and your daughters. And I pray that you will uproot every Every strong tower or fortress that was placed in their minds, the strongholds placed in their minds that are linked to them having negative thinking in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that you would release your life into their life in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would purify, God, their hearts, Father, the motives of their hearts, Father, in the name of Jesus. For your word says that the plan in the heart of a man is like a deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. So, Father, I pray that our understanding deepens in you and that the motives and the plans of our heart will be drawn out in the name of Jesus. I pray God that if there are any blockades or barriers in the way that you would then soften the hearts of your sons and your daughters and send men and women of understanding into their lives who can draw out the motives of their hearts in Jesus name. Father would you search us in our innermost beings and forgive us of all the things that we have held in our hearts that did did not please you. All the things that stopped us from walking in our calling and our purpose and obedience in you, the things and the behaviors that we have denied, the cycles that we have continued to entertain, the times when we have ignored you. Father, we repent and ask for forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. We present our weaknesses to you, Father. We know that when given to you, we are in capable hands. So Father, we thank you. We bless you. And we honor you, God. And right now, Father, we pray, even as the psalmist pray, that you would examine us, O Lord, and try us, Father. Test our minds and test our hearts, God. We lay them on the altar and we commit to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Father, we cast all of our cares on you because we know, God, that you are the one that cares for us. God, we rest in knowing that we are safe in you. And there is no need to defend ourselves because you are the defender, Father. So, Father, we can rest in knowing that you have all things in control. In Jesus' name, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. We bless you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for safety. We thank you, Lord, for security. For you are truly amazing, Father. So, right now, in this moment, we lay down our agendas, we lay down our plans, we lay them all down, and we submit them all to you, Father. We pray. Pray, God, that you will weigh the motives of our hearts and lead and guide us in the way where you will be glorified in our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, get the glory from our lives. It is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good, y'all. 
and I just thank God for what he is doing in your life and I continue to pray God's covering and blessing over you be encouraged even in this amen thank you all for joining it is my prayer that you have gotten some prayer and inspiration today and because I know that you did I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday see you next time Thank you.